Now, I want to ask you some fun facts. (laughs) What is Peyton's go-to dish that you make that he must always have? So, there's actually two. Peyton Mm -hmm. loves Chicken Delight, which um, I make with Terry. Actually, I would say really Terry makes it. (laughs) Um, I do the mashed potatoes, but it was his mom's, Terry's mom's dish, and um, it's like one of Peyton's favorite things. We made it before when we'd ever host teams and stuff over or his teammates. Like it's one of the things that he loves. Peyton's now more on a little bit more of a healthy kick. So, mm-hmm. um, he does, he likes chicken and vegetables. So we do like this chicken with mushrooms and, you know, with like, we try to put it over quinoa or something like that. But, you know, Peyton definitely, he likes chicken. Um, but he does like his chocolate chip cookies. Like Peyton is a chocolate chip cookie, like, you know, chocolate chip cookies are his thing for sure. And he likes them homemade. Oh, yeah. He likes them warm where you can smell it. And yeah. So, yeah. Other than a basketball, because I have to say this with Peyton. So (laughs) other than a basketball, (laughs) what is that one childhood item he couldn't live without? Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> I remember I was listening to the podcast earlier when you asked someone, I was like, holy cow, what am I going to say there? Because I am really trying to think of, you know, something. He never really was superstitious. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm trying to think of like the one thing that he he need. I, I really can't think of one thing that he, you know, I would say Peyton, is, he has a journal that he takes with him everywhere. So he does journal and I, I, as we moved, I found his journals and we would read some of the stuff that he wrote about himself. Like it was so cute. He wrote in the journal at nine years old where he was going to play college football, where he was going to play college basketball, and then what proteins he was going to play for and what numbers. Like, I, I really think he kind of put it out in the universe, what his, his goals were, but he wrote it very specifically, you know, Dwayne Wade was his favorite player. and um, so he had a, a lot of Dwayne Wade stuff. And so, um, but he journals a lot and it's interesting in his journals as you've read through them and he does take them everywhere he goes. Cause Peyton's one, is it, he's a big, I don't want to say self like books that help you like understand, you know, yourself better psychology, preparing for challenges, you know, your journey. He, he reads a lot. Um, and then he hmm. writes about it. So, um, I would say maybe it's journal cause he's had those since he was little. It's awesome. That's a different answer that we've never had so far. <laughs> 83 episodes later. No one said that. So, <laughs> uh, let's see. Did he have a nickname? And if so, what was it? Well, we still call him Pepe. Um, so, you know, that's, I mean, pretty much anybody in the family, if you hear him cheering, they'll be like, let's go Pepe. Um, but so that's really his nickname for us is just Pepe. I love that. So now I know if I'm at a Raptors Celtics game and I hear Pepe, I'm running over. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be me, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll recognize you. Anybody else would be like, wait, <laughs> you're a preacher relative. So. <laughs> what advice would you give to another courtside mom about dealing with a coaching decision that she does not agree with? Um, well, I would say to sit back 
And well, so you're talking about like, if it's a, a coaching decision that in regards to one of our kids, sure. I would, well, the first thing I would do is kind of sit back and let our kids talk through that with us. And then I would advise them to have a conversation with the coach about what they see that they need to do to um, improve or make changes. And, you know, um, because, you know, we came from a coaching background, I never liked it when parents came to us and without having the child first advocate for themselves. Um, and, and obviously advocating happens at different levels, but with Peyton and Lexi and Anthony, we rarely called the coach. I don't think ever. I mean, in fact, the high school coach, even at Westland is my husband's best friend. And I don't know that he talked to him during the whole basketball season. <laughs> Literally, I don't think he did. And I think partially it's because, you know, we're we're highly competitive, but we don't like we need our kids to learn how to use their voice yeah. and to advocate for themselves. We try to navigate like, how are you going to approach that conversation? What are you trying to get out of that? What is your end goal? And what, what you know, so that you can because you want them to be able to get feedback that they can take and do something with. And that is really the goal of it. So what we try to do is coach them how to have that conversation, but we really want them to have the conversation. We, I mean, I don't think we've ever called a coach hard. I I don't remember. I don't think Terry ever called Dana Altman ever. (laughs) So, you know, I just, I don't think that just because we didn't like it for us, you know? And so, um, you know, and we also try to take a step back, sit on it for a second and, and really think about, what it is we're trying to get, like, what are we frustrated with and what kind of understanding in that and look at it from different lenses, you know, and, and that's kind of how we try to guide them, you know, and I think that came from experience from us being college athletes, because, you know, we're both pretty fiery and I, you know, and even in my own career, there's times where I'm like, at work where I'm upset about something and I wanted to say something. And maybe when I was younger, I would have said it. And then they would have been like, probably should have sat on that for 48 hours before you responded. That's kind of how we want the kids to approach a situation because how you feel right now may not be how you feel um, in a day or two, but also what am I trying, what am I frustrated with and what am I trying to improve or accomplish? And how do I want to message that? And how, when I message that is the person, like, there's a bigger picture in that relationship and it has to come from a place of goodness and acceptance, like with the feedback that it's going to be candid and honest. And, you know, and we, I would say we were selective in in guiding them with their, the coaches, they, we trusted them to have their best interests. Absolutely. You sort of already answered this, but what advice would you give to a player on how to deal with a tough teammate? So that's a different, that's, you know, Payne's had his, his fair share of different teammates. Um, some more challenging than others. Um, you know, what we try to do is have Peyton or Anthony or Lexi lead by uh, example and to not criticize, not confront. It's not their place. And, you know, because you're not going to connect with everybody. And if you see an unruly teammate or somebody who isn't making the best choices, it's best to just not join in, but not talk about them. Don't confront them, but let others follow, you know, by example. 
Because I just never feel like it's good. The confrontation never works in your favor. And so I, I just want them to lead in a good way on their own without having to speak up. If you could give only one piece of advice to another courtside mom, what would it be? To enjoy every moment, the good, the bad, like to take a breath and really soak it in because it goes very fast. And, you know, and to just um, be very accepting and be a great cheerleader. But it's literally sit there, you know, life has passed by it in a blink of an eye for us. And um, I think, you know, in the process, you get caught up in the moment and you don't sit there and like really take it all in. And that's like one of the things that I think, you know, I always joked when I said that earlier, if I had three more kids, I'd be perfect at that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, like this year, it's been such a blessing to have Peyton, you know, accomplishing this next step in his life that I feel like we now can sit back and openly without stress, watch all the other kids and him because we're like, it's going to be okay. And this is so enjoyable that we didn't, you know, cause you're, you're so stressed. You want them to succeed so badly that you get caught up in a whirlwind and you don't enjoy the moment. And like, that's the part where if I could just slow things down and I, you know, I try to get better at that. So my advice to others would be just to take a breath and appreciate where you're at and where your feet are standing and the moments and what you can take in um, at that time. Oh, 100%. This is such a beautiful ride that we get to enjoy with our children. So enjoy every single minute of it. I absolutely agree with you. And I love your advice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so, so much, Melissa, for spending some time with me and teaching us all about Peyton, your family, yourself. For sure. Thank you. You're all done, baby. I do it naturally. Whoa, whoa.